In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Annunciation arises out of a biblical pattern in which the announcement of a miraculous birth precedes pivotal shifts in the history of God's people. The first of these in the Bible is Isaac, the son of barren Sarah, declared from the womb to be the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham to make from him an innumerable people. Then there is Jacob, son of the childless Rebekah, declared from the womb to be the father of a mighty nation over his brother and his nation. Another is John the Baptist, son of the barren Elizabeth, declared from the womb to be the forerunner of the Messiah, who would prepare the way before him. And today, we celebrate Jesus, the son of the Virgin Mary, declared from the womb to, quote, be great, who shall be called the son of the highest, and that the Lord God should give to him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end, end quote. The Annunciation is the fulfillment of the oldest expression of the gospel that comes right after the fall in Genesis 3. When Eve is told by God, quote, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise your, his heel. The Annunciation is the redemption of Eve, wounded by her rebellion in the garden, but healed by her long descendant in the humility and trusting love of Mary. It is the beginning of a saving transformation of womanhood itself that culminates in the glorious sign in the heavens from Revelation chapter 12, quote, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. But before the miraculous children, and before we talk about the great works that God performed through them, we have to remember in the Annunciation, on the Annunciation, that the biblical account of such Annunciations does not coincide with birth, but with conception. The first work of salvation that Jesus, the new Adam, accomplishes is in the first moment of the Incarnation, in the womb of his mother, who becomes through his indwelling presence with her and alongside her profound yes to his presence, the new Eve and the new mother of the church. The life of Jesus begins not in the quietude of the nativity, but in the greater hiddenness of the conception. The Blessed Virgin 
becomes the mother of God, not at Christmas time, but nine months earlier, at the moment she assents to the word of Gabriel, and the Holy Spirit moves as the life giver within her. As with those who came before, the scriptures never skip over this essential entrance into the journey of motherhood that begins at the very moment life is created within the womb. Annunciations in the scripture make manifest what is otherwise the hidden knowledge of God, who alone, as the psalmist declares, knows us from our mother's wombs. We live in a time, though, at which motherhood is too often seen as a liability rather than as a mystery and a gift. In a culture that is dominated by the terms and metrics of productivity, the disruptive nature of pregnancy, birth, and childcare is seen as a begrudging necessity for the creation of new workers, but one that should impinge as little as possible upon the efficiency of that society. In a culture pervaded by self-idolization, self-optimization, and self-sufficiency, the burden of embodiment made obvious and constant in real motherhood is seen at best as a strange lifestyle alternative, but one whose undignified demands can and should be skipped over. But the gospel forbids either of these worldviews for the Christian, because the gospel makes essential to and glorious in the work of human and cosmic salvation the reality of motherhood with all of its glories and even its indignities. The Annunciation makes clear that if we owe with we owe gratitude for our lives to the self-giving yes of our mothers, and that we owe much more to the ingratitude to her whose self-giving yes made her the mother of all of our Savior. Everyone who calls themselves a Christian is obliged to regard as sacred the mysteries of pregnancy and birth and motherhood because Christ our Savior came to us through them. Thus we are always called to receive them with an open heart and with our constant communal support. This has always been the character of the church. We are formed, though, in this countercultural perspective by the often overlooked counterpart to the Annunciation in the revelation made to St. Joseph. As St. Matthew writes, quote, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. St. Joseph obeys refusing to abandon Mary in her apparent infidelity and protects her and provides for her and her child from his own labor for the rest of his days. In this obedience, 
is a rejection of Adam's fall. Adam's blaming of Eve in the garden as he put her off as a temptress when God called on him to stand for her. The presence of Christ the new Adam in Mary's womb is manifested in this transformation we see in St. Joseph, where the first Adam forsook his wife in accusation, abdication, and blame. Jesus, the new Adam, would never abandon the new Eve. He would submit to her in humble obedience all his life, seeing to her provision through his ministry, and then putting himself between her and the tree of death at the crucifixion to accomplish her redemption. As the fallenness of Eve is healed in Mary, so the fallenness of Adam is healed by the coming of Christ to Joseph. As the serpent had tempted Adam through Eve, the helpmeet, so Christ restores the Edenic union by healing this son of Adam through the work he performs in this daughter of Eve. Our salvation, like our creation, means first the making of a new family. The liturgical action of celebrating the Annunciation teaches us to regard as a gift the very moment Christ came among us, and with it the transformation of all the lives around him. The Blessed Virgin teaches us to receive Christ into the hiddenness of our inner world with humility and obedience. St. Joseph teaches us to receive Christ and his mother with fidelity and love. The Holy Family together teaches us a life of growth ordered toward and, uh, and ordered around the objective reality of God with us, whose whole purpose is to grow through time, cultivating life with Christ and serving his mission of salvation. This is the life of the new family. This is the life of the church we are called to share. And we participate it participate in it now as we look to the Eucharist tonight, where again we receive Christ within us to transform us from within, so that in due season we will bring forth the fruits of redemption. As we say yes to Christ's presence among us tonight, like Mary said yes in the Annunciation, the image of Adam and Eve in us is redeemed, and so is the microcosm of God's family that is this little parish. What is done in the smallness of every church celebrating this solemnity tonight, what is done in this little church in the liturgy, is then birthed back out into the world as we depart, made new as God's children and as living signs of his kingdom. So as we draw near now, to the Eucharist. And as we draw near to the highest holy day of Easter ahead, we have to remember the, that in this crescendo of the Lenten season, that as we look to the glory of the resurrection, which begins in the quiet hiddenness of the tomb, so humanity's reunion with God began in the hidden place of Mary's womb. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.